it's scary putting things out into the world and investing money into it because you you're you're putting your whole heart into something. You know, this is the manifestation of your ideas and your emotions. And you're listening to the Mouthwash Podcast. Hey guys, this is Alex uh, from Mouthwash. I'm here with Abraham and Mackenzie. Wait, no, no. <laughs> all right, bro, you can't just butcher my name like that. All right, I'm here with Abraham Disrespect. and Mackenzie. I'm I'm scared. I'm not gonna lie. I'm Why are you scared? It's fine. I'm not. I'm not. I, it's not that I'm. I don't know. Just like know. It's like a little... uh, riding a bike. Yeah. Right. You just pick up where you left off. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Um. <laughs> okay. Regardless, all that saying, I think it's been like a long time since we've done all this. So there's like, there's not. It's not like there's nerves. It's just like honestly, like forget. Right, know, right, right, right. How to like um, make conversation. How to talk and be a real human, right? Um, no, but with all that being said, like we're we're super excited to be back um, for the second season. We have a lot in store, and I think um, kind of like kicking off this first episode of uh, the new season of the podcast. Um, we're working on the second issue of the magazine, which I think a lot of people are excited about. Um, I think we should just like take this time to kind of talk about where we've been since maybe people have heard from us in a while. Um, so Abraham, like, what have you been up to, man? Um, so I was living in San Diego and then moved back and I've kind of been, uh, doing the dual city thing, uh, freelancing again, which is where I kind of want to be. Um, and then going to spend this year to really try to push to get, uh, repped. Um, just because I, I think while being an agency was good for me, I think um, I'm to a point where I want to take the next step and not just like do the in-house production thing, mm. if that makes sense. Um, yeah, but sense. but yeah, that's that's what we're doing. So, and Mackenzie, where have you, where are you at now compared to when we were kind of in the middle of all this? Um, so. I'm still at the same agency I was at before, but I feel like I'm in a different like season of life. And when we were back doing all the magazine stuff and getting that launched and having the party and all of that, like that was an insane time in my life when I had tons of freelance going on while working a nine to five and also trying to produce this magazine. And it was crazy. And I wasn't uh, really sleeping or eating or doing anything, but I feel like now, um, after we got to kind of celebrate the victory that was the last season of everything we did with mouthwash, um, I've been able to like totally be refreshed and take on a little bit less freelance while I'm nine to five and kind of chill out. But I'm also super excited to jump back into everything. I think we've had enough of a break from it. And um, now I'm just stoked to jump back into everything. Yeah. I, I think that there's like a, it, it was almost like a it, it kind of felt like when we were in that like last sprint of like getting this magazine together throwing this gallery you know wrapping up seasons of the podcast it was like a you know you know how like everything is kind of based on like momentum and rhythm it's like a you know it's like a I'm, I'm in it right now and then like when you and then when we finish we're like okay we're gonna take a break but sometimes i feel like taking a break was even more detrimental than just keep going at it because and, and like while the break was necessary it's it's been really hard and really difficult to like, be like all right we need to like get back going and get because you get used to whatever yeah. pattern of life you're living in right now so i think yeah. even getting to the point of like 
will mouthwash even exist as we keep going forward, like getting to the second season of this podcast while we're all increasingly getting more busy. Abe is going through all kinds of life changes. I got a new job. Mackenzie's like, you know, you know, we're all like changing. I think even sometimes to the point it's it's hard to get jump back into something as opposed to like just keep going when it, it's difficult in the moment. Um, yeah. Changing um, season. Before changing we season. jump into everything else, Alex, why don't you tell us what's up with you? Uh, yeah. So I guess, okay. So I almost, I almost believe it. So I was at, a, at an agency job. That was the reason why I moved to LA, right? Like a year ago was that like, um, I got offered a job and I was, um, doing like content creation. So I was like doing some like photo design, like just building like assets for social media and stuff like that. And then somewhere along the road, I think probably right when we released the magazine, I got in touch with an agency in LA called Matt Black, um, where they offered me a position as an art director of content. So, um, I'm spending a lot of time just like concepting campaigns and then making sure they get executed and, um, using a lot of like visual taste to like build, build ideas and then make them come to life. Um, it's been like a thrill. Like I'm seriously learning so much, uh, there and like, I love my team and I, I really enjoy like, going to work every single day, which I feel like is a luxury, um, for a lot of people in the creative industry. Um, but you know, with that, I've got become increasingly a lot more busy, um, definitely like a lot more responsibility and all that stuff too. So it's, and I think that is even alluded to, or even contributed to why it's been so hard to almost get, get back into it is because before like mouthwash was like, this is my pride and joy. This is everything I have. And now like now, because I really love my job and like, I really love Matt Black. It's like making sure that that's the forefront of like my priorities. And then this is always like going to be on the side. Um, so like, I think there's like that balance too, of like picking and choosing our battles, which is, is really difficult. Yeah. And I you, think there's, you seem happier like, though. Totally. Yeah. Happier. I think your role totally, it, I mean, it did change from actually making all the content to helping like be a level up from that and like directing it and being in control, but also working with other creatives to execute it where it's not always just like your role to do everything. I think that's like an awesome step forward. For totally. You. Yeah. I've, I've literally learned so much. I think, I think one of the luxuries of my job is that like, you know, we come up with this idea and then we, we put it on paper and then the client approves of it. And then from there, it's like, uh, we have to hire the right photographer. So we see the photographer as like a tool to actually execute the idea that's at hand. And the best and like most beautiful part about that is I get to watch like all these people who practice the same craft that I do. And I get to like understand and learn their techniques, get to see like what kind of help they're bringing on. Like I take pictures of all their lighting setups, like just really study who they are. And I think like inevitably I've been growing just from like overseeing um, Mm -hmm. how other people do things. And that's been like something that I never thought I would ever get a chance to do. So it's been seriously amazing to do that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I kind of, I think we should like definitely take time in this episode to kind of talk about like um maybe like what are, I, I guess like what are some of the things that abraham and Mackenzie that you guys learned through the first I, I think a question that we get all the time collectively individually is like how did you guys have time to do this like we all work nine to five definitely more like i've definitely been working more than nine to five at like a prioritizing job and then like how do we create this whole magazine of 145 pages how do we create 11 episodes of the podcast how do we create all these creative assets um while that was going on and so like what did you guys learn through that process of like actually getting things done oh man abe you want to start um i think it was just trial and error honestly um seeing what worked what didn't i think we're still going through that i don't think we've mastered it yet um but having i think bringing on bianca is going to help us a lot and just hold us accountable um but just like within each other, just having 
open dialogue and um, setting tasks, you know, whether it's on Asana or through text or Slack. Mm-hmm. I think uh, dividing and conquer type of mentality has been what, what's worked best for us. Yeah, for sure. I feel like when we started, like way in the beginning, we started, everything was like, let's just do something and see what happens. And let's just like make something real quick and put it up. And it was just this total trial and error and like even developing a brand that's not like a super standard way of doing it, but it was working for us. And I think now as we're going into season two, like we're looking at our process and seeing like, okay, how we've done this all before. How can we become more efficient? How can we create more of a system that makes sense? And I mean, it's just wild, like thinking back to starting all of this and how we like literally had DMs from people asking like if we had internship available, like internship availability mm. <laughs> or like if we if we were hiring or, you know, yeah. thinking that we're an agency of 20 and really we're all just sitting in our bed at midnight, like eating Taco Bell, trying to make something like for the next day. And <laughs> yeah. like, it's just crazy. And um I really, I really think it just comes down to the mentality of like, just having like a why not mentality of like, okay, can we do this? Does it make sense? Do we have time? But it's just like, okay, let's just do it. And like, we can do it. We know we can do it. I don't know about time, but like, let's just do it. And that was like the driving force of majority of season one, I would say. Yeah. I think something that we did really well was that we, we didn't look and it was and maybe almost to a fault. And that was like the reason why like a lot of us were struggling like with like, you know, sleeping or, you know, those <laughs> kinds of things. But we didn't look at tasks through the lens of obstacle, right? So we said, hey, like we're going to make this magazine. We're going to release it on this date. And I remember when we announced that we were going to release the magazine, we had not even started design yet. I don't even think we had all the photos from all the contributors yet. That right? was the scariest thing we've ever done. <laughs> Yeah, so we like we I I think that was like a, a pure example or even like the commitment to releasing a podcast every Monday. And like we we stumbled a little bit in the in the middle of the season when, you know, A was going through some life changes and he was moving down to San Diego, but we never looked through the lens of objective through obstacle, right? So we we put a task at hand. We said we're going to do whatever it takes to get it done and it's not going to be perfect, but done is better than perfect in this moment. We know we'll get better with time. Um and I think that like those kinds of mentalities um I don't know if those can be learned or I don't think anybody ever taught us those things, but I think it was like a really special thing that we had where it was like, we're, we're committed to this thing that we said that we're going to make. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I think like even learning like things that we learned too through the first season was that like, the, there's a difference between um, just making things and then really refining process and really like kind of getting to a point where, um, you know, so if, for example, it's like if if we were to tackle season two the same way that we did season one, I don't know if we would make it like because life yeah. has changed and like we're all a little bit more busy, like we're doing more serious work in our own time. And so almost the problem at hand, not a problem, but it's the thing to solve at hand is how do we, we know we can make stuff, right? We know we can make things under pressure. We know we can do things in small timelines, but how do we refine our process by like bringing on extra help? So like we have Bianca, who was the editor of the magazine. She's now helping us project manage and we're bringing in all these other people who are like helping out with design and um, other like photo assets and things. Cause we realize that we can't do it all ourselves. Um, and that was never the intention anyways. Like we always wanted to bring on like our friends to help us build this like great thing. Right. And so I think like collaboration and learning how to like um, delegate certain tasks to people that we know are better at things than we are, I think is, is really what I learned through that first season. Yeah. I yeah. think what it also does is like, it allows us to elevate the work too. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have less things 
um, that we have to worry about. So whatever we do worry about, we can make sure that it, it gets increasingly better. So whatever we're touching um, and even like the new initiatives that we're like striving to do this upcoming season and year, um, like I think it'll only keep getting better because of that. Right. Yeah, I think like the areas that we're questioning and having to learn are shifting. So like last season, it was like, how do we record a podcast? How do we, you know, like get it up and market it? And this question is like, how do we make the content better? How do we like structure it in a more clear way? So like all of our initiatives are growing and changing rather than just like, how do we get this thing off the ground? The season is like, how do we take that next step and elevate it all? Yeah, totally. And I think even... I, I think it's interesting too because like as we're we're jumping into the second season of the podcast, right? So like the the first season of the podcast was this idea that um, all of us are photographers, and you know we wanted to interview other successful photographers to learn kind of about their journey and kind of like dismantle and, and peel away the layers of like glory to show that um, where the where the where the strides of like um, difficulties and and you know the things that you had to overcome the obstacles that you have overcome and I think as we learned through that season what we were learning through like the first season of mouthwash as we were making this magazine and stuff is like oh we're building this thing so in the second season um, a lot of the guests that we're recording are are people that are building something that's a lot bigger than themselves so they have companies they're creative entrepreneurs they're you know kind of building these teams and these dynamics and I think it's interesting too that the and even we're not going to give away too much about the magazine, but the the themes of the things that we're building are always like things that we're eager to learn more about based on the season of life that we're going through, which I think is kind of interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, um, we're not going to give anything away, but we're, we're the lineup that we have for this next season of the podcast is going to be awesome. And it's going to be, um, really diverse, which I think um, last season of the podcast was amazing. And honestly, I'll still go back and listen to those. And I'm just excited to see how this she- this season's going to shift a little bit and kind of hear different voices from different areas. So you guys have a lot to look uh, look forward to. Yeah, I totally agree. And you'll get to hear Mackenzie more because she'll be on as well. Yeah, we're also, yeah. Yeah, we're totally restructuring the way we do podcasts as opposed to like um, it being really isolated. Like we want to make sure that we're representing the whole group. Um, and, you know, and those are things that we learned as well too, is like, even though a lot of people heard like my voice and Abraham's voice a lot during the podcast, like really like a ton of the work and so much of like the design and like the head of all of um, a lot of our creative decisions were filtered through McKinsey. And so we want to make sure that we're representing ourselves as a group better too. And those are just things that we learned through the first season that we had no intention of like being like, Oh, like, we don't want to ever make it sound as if like, oh, like Abe and I are just doing all this stuff because that's not really what it was. And even, you know, McKinsey and Evan were doing a ton of stuff creatively in, in the background. But like, yeah, as we move forward, we're learning how to like better represent our group um, and those kinds of things as well. So. So get it's ready funny. from a lot of weird combos for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny going back and listening to our very first episode. We were just like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing. And we're but just we gonna- really didn't like we I've, I still like think about. Like when did we start recording the first season of the podcast? That was last October, right? I don't so really remember. Almost almost a year ago, right? We were like, okay, like we had no vision for this thing. There wasn't really anybody else that was doing it the way we wanted to do it. And, and like Abraham and I would just go on there and be like, okay. Yeah, and we were recording these like tiny little rooms and, um, you know, all this stuff. And and even from the from the, the growth and like the, the beginning of Mouthwash when we were ideating this thing, we were just sitting in my basement in Chicago, like trying to figure out what this thing was going to be, what we were going to do and... Uh, but but like fast forward to now it's like we're we're still facing like 
questions. They're just different questions that we want to answer. Um, and I think that's the beauty of it. It's like constantly uh, trying to figure figure how to, how to do this shit. And when you figure that out, it's like figure out a new new shit. And yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. Um, I think I think that's good. Yeah, I think so too. I think there's like, and I think that's a, I think it's really important because you can't like stop whenever you've solved one question and and the life that we're building and that I, I'm building and hope that you guys are building too is like this never a new pursuit of always just answering whatever question is at hand and asking the questions and just being really curious. Um, like Mackenzie, like what you were saying is like the first, in the first season we're like, how do we do this podcast? Like, how do we get this software? Like what technology do we need? Like, those are the questions that we're asking and we solve them. And it's like, okay, great. We have this figured out now and let's move on to something else. Um, and I think like that mentality will always carry people to a place that allows them to kind of like rise to the occasion and like rise up a little bit further than everybody else is. Cause we don't want to chase after things that have already been done before, but more of like, how do we kind of like create this different, like, you know, how do we do this, some, this, some completely different. We can't really learn from anybody. We can kind of like take other people's techniques and like take what they've done in practice and just kind of make it our own. Um, yeah. I yeah. I think like, because we we have a season of the podcast under our belt we have an issue of our magazine out like those are things we're super excited to continue and like keep going and push those forward but it's like we have a process for that now and all the time we spent last year figuring out the process for that now we can put towards other things which if we continue that cycle like it's just crazy the things that we'll be able to do and dream up and I think we're all kind of aligned in that vision, which is really cool. And I think like, honestly, really rare. And like, I think a lot of the feedback we've gotten from people and like stories we've heard is like, that is rare to say you're going to do something and then do it. And like, totally. somehow we're doing it. And I have no, idea. like, I don't know how there's a magazine and sitting in front of me that we made last year. And like, we're already making another one. So it's just, mm -hmm. it's just crazy to keep that and get yourself around people who also have that because that's not, it's not common. So if you have that, like hold on to it. Yeah. I, I remember, remember when we, okay. So I'm not going to lie. Like we, we, we made the podcast, right. And it was kind of like, we started releasing this thing and I was like, I don't think anybody's going to really listen to this. Like we might get like a 50 listens or whatever. And, and all of a sudden you see people like posting screenshots of them listening to it on iTunes and then tagging us in their Instagram stories. And then we started looking at statistics and realized that people were listening to it in Europe and Asia and Canada and kind of like all over the world. And, um, people were super excited every time we released like a creative promo. And so, you know, that was one obstacle. I was like, okay, we're comfortable here. Like, this is great. And then we roll around to this time or this era where like the, the magazine that we said we were going to make is like going to get produced. And then like, there's a whole nother wave of fear. Right. So it's like, we're going to make this magazine. We find out from the printer that we have to print a minimum of 200 issues and this thing costs 20 bucks. So it's like, okay, we're going to have to put down $4,000 and you know, we're all like, what if only 50 people buy this? I guess we're all going to have to like <laughs> pay for, for it, pay for it ourselves. And, and so then we're like, okay, fine. Like whatever, at least we made something we're proud of. And, and almost like to a fault went into that project thinking that we almost like accepting failure. Like, I don't know for you guys, but for me, it was like, we were releasing this magazine. I was like, there's no freaking way that we're going to break even. Like we have to sell $4,000 worth of this shit. Like there's no way. And so we released this magazine, right? And then over the course of two weeks, we sell all 250 of them. There's no more left. Um, and so this idea of like, it's scary putting things out into the world and investing money into it because you, you're you you're putting your whole heart into something. You know, this is the manifestation of your ideas and your emotions and and kind of the the things that are going on inside of your head. And for and for people to actually pay attention to it is is luxury. That's, that's yeah. 
that's invaluable, you know? And so I think as we dive into the second season, like we're going to face those fears again and they're just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and we're going to fail a lot and we're going to succeed a lot. And I think that's like, it creates this life that is so exciting and you wake up every single day, just ready to tackle whatever's next. Um, but yeah, I don't know how you guys kind of felt like as we were releasing things, like I was always like feeling a little bit afraid every single time. Yeah, but I think it makes it easier whenever you're not doing it alone. So like if I, if this was yeah. like a like a solo thing that I did, I would be like peeing my pants. But the <laughs> fact that like I can go to you guys and you guys can come to me, it's like it, it makes it easier because then you like you're suffering with other people. So I feel like it's like we're all just sitting around in a circle, just like eyebrows up, like what is going to happen? And we're like, sure, let's do this. And honestly, I think if you're not afraid of like the risk that you're taking and doing something like you're not you're not aiming high enough and you're not doing something big enough that like you're a little bit afraid and honestly when we started receiving orders and like receiving actual money from people like and we didn't have a magazine made I was like this is I'm so scared like I'm shutting this down I'm so like what is going on but yeah and like we got all our orders we got the magazine made like we're holding it it's just like that fear is like driving. And if you're not ever afraid, you're not ever going to be doing anything bigger. Right. But I think the takeaway with that is, um, is, is find people. And then, and then because a lot of people, I guess what I keep hearing is they want to do something, but they don't want to do it alone. So it's, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like really like pay attention who who you want to build something with. And if you do want to build it, then just, go ahead and build it with them. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's the takeaway. It's like we, we've done that and we're continuing to do that, but there's no way we, any of us could have done it by ourselves. No. Yeah. I totally agree, man. And I, I think like that, that through line right there is something that I've been learning too. And, and, and just like being a photographer and art director is like, I've worked as an art director with so many photographers who won't, will not work without like a lighting tech or will not work without like an assistant or they will not work without um, all these pieces because they know how much better the work could be if they just had a whole team. Right. Mm. And so even, I think this is like a three line that we're learning over here too, is like, there is no possible way mouthwash would exist what it would exist as if, if it was one of us three just doing it all by ourselves. Like there's just no way. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's like just such a learning thing is that like we need to lean on and like uh, ask for other people for help, um, you know, eventually. and not just in mouthwash, but like in, in every yeah. aspect, totally, um, everything. even life, like we, we've all had situations where, you know, we've been struggling and, and having solid people there for you, I think is, is helpful because there's an overlap between life and then your career and creative adventures, you know? Totally. Because you have to be okay um, in, in each of those aspects. Totally. I feel like, yeah, even in a relationship too, just like friendships, like you, it, it's natural to like ask other people around you for help, you know? And I think somewhere along the way it, that kind of mentality got lost in creative where just because you can do a lot of things doesn't mean you should. So we have a lot of these brands that are like hiring people who are like, oh, he can, he or she can like design, write, do photos and like video and they can do it all themselves. And, and that's like a pure like formula for burnout, I think in a lot of ways, because you're just not really. Yeah. Yeah. I always like to live by the uh, saying just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that gives you the power to say no. And saying no is Mm -hmm. like a, a total luxury too. And I think McKinsey, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's something that you've learned a lot over the past year is just being able to say no and having the luxury to say no and feeling good about saying no. Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. I think that's like totally given me so much freedom to do bigger and better things. And it's easy to get to a point where like you're just like, yeah, that'll be like a quick thing. Let me just do it. Or yeah, like totally like love this person or whatever. So I'm totally just going to do that. But honestly, giving yourself permission to say no to things is the best thing you can do for yourself. And if you're not a healthy person, you're not going to make good work. And if you're not like refreshed and have energy and are like getting sleep and have margin in your life, you're not going to make good work. So you can learn that the hard way or you can like really just put that boundary and um, I don't know, save your energy for things that like are really going to matter for you and really going to grow you and push you and working with the people you want to work with. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard to, especially when you're first starting out is because how are you supposed to say no? I remember maybe like four years ago or something like when you, I started doing this stuff, it was like, I couldn't even imagine ever saying no to anything. It's like, what do you mean? Like somebody wants to pay me to do this. I have to say yes. And um, I think that's a really good measurement of growth too, is like when, yeah, like I have no problem saying no to things now. And I think that's, yeah. that means something, you know, in a lot of ways. Uh, it feels good. It does feel good. It, it's. I saw a tweet the other day. I don't know if this is offensive or not, but someone <laughs> tweeted like, um, it was like, Hey, freelancers, can you stop taking free work? So the rest of us like don't have to. And it's like, if everyone's putting the right value on their work, then everyone's going to get paid what they deserve. But then if there's people out there who are always doing stuff for free or whatever, then the rest of us have to do stuff for free. So it's like, just like learning to place value on yourself and on your work is huge. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. And I think that's a topic that we talk about a lot too. I, well, it was funny because, um, I saw a counter argument to that, right? Where somebody was like, the reason it was actually Gary, who's like a good friend of ours, right? Did you see you see him talking? <laughs> he's about, literally in the other room eating Cheetos right now. He's eating Cheetos right now in the other room. Yeah. Nice. Well, did you see where he tweeted he was calling somebody out about how uh somebody was complaining about um Oh, like I, I work, I work my butt off to like sh- book all these photo sessions and I have to do it for the low because somebody else did it for them for free and and then Gary kind of called him out too and said like the reason like the you need to like figure it out because there's plenty of essentially he was just saying that like the reason you're not getting work isn't because other people are taking it for free. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I kind of agree with that in a lot of ways because like if a big brand, like a really big brand, a big brand is not going to pass up like quality for something that's free. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I yeah. think there's like both sides to that. But I mean, you also can't, I mean, if you want to keep taking free work, like by all means, do your thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> go, for go for it. That's all like, you, bro. Like we're, we're trying to eat. So, um, yeah. So yeah, like it just, I mean, people are going to do what they want to do. I think as a freelancer, like the days of free work are slim to none, you know, M- maybe every now and then, but it's just like, it's not sustainable right. and I think it's a dangerous path to, to, for me to ever promote to like, you know, be okay with that. I mean, unless you're like really starting off then yeah, you kind of have to do, but like if you've been doing this for a long time and like, I don't know. I mean, I guess there is two sides of that. Cause like we're sitting around doing mouthwash, not getting paid. So there's like, there's different between doing free work for people that you don't, there's no heart behind then you're not growing. And then there's doing free work that, is like your passion project. Mm, yeah. So there's there's a lot of ways to look at it. Yeah. 
I wonder how many times we'll have the free work conversations this season. It's never going <laughs> to <laughs> no, we love it, it at its time. Literally never ends. Well, it's like it's it's life. Like it's the things you have to deal with all the time. I mean, we get emails all the time where people are asking for this or that or for favors. But I will say that moving to LA um, was probably it's probably one of the best things ever because I think the creative industry here is is taken very seriously. Um, yeah, in a lot of ways. So it's like, but I will counter that and say that's not the same for everyone so it isn't the same for everybody before you book your flight make sure <laughs> you got you got enough to like eat and stuff yeah it's true so a I lot get, of people move out here and just like yeah. starve and yeah end up doing weird stuff yeah i don't know it, it's so hard to like give advice on that because i would never like i think the things that i had to go through to get to where i'm at in la was really difficult and i would never like encourage somebody to just like pack their bags and move here with no plan because that's kind of that's not what I did. Like I had a job lined up. I had like some things lined up. But if I were moving here to just freelance, like I think I would be very depressed. Like and I don't I think eventually would have climbed out of that hole, but it, it was hard. Like life is just hard here. Um so I don't know. I don't know. What you guys think about that? But I think I think like my point to that was that like even somebody who doesn't really take photos or do film or anything like that, they look at that stuff and understand that it costs money. Like it, it, they, they see film sets on location. They see these big trucks, they see like things and they understand that there's actual like value dollars that go behind that. So I think there's like a general understanding that like work is worth being paid out here. You know, yeah. that makes sense. And that should give you guys like a little snippet because that was all unplanned, but we will, um, go back and forth all season. <laughs> True. Seriously. So to kind um, of like shift the topic, Alex, I'm going to ask you first. What What is something you're most looking forward to about season two slash like this next year of mouthwash? Um, I think like for me, I think for me, like something I've been like really obsessed with lately is uh kind of getting moving away from just like making things that look nice and and it's instead trying to like solve problems or like create value and this is something that i've talked about a lot but it's like something i literally can't ever stop thinking about um so i think we did like a really good job with um obsessions number one with mouthwash by like consistently writing about this topic and stuff like that um but i i would love to like kind of solve more um just like things like people are questioning. Um, so I, I would love to like kind of interact more with like people who follow us and like kind of have them ask us questions and um, being able to provide value in some sense in some way. Um, but I think like, I, I think even creatively from like a visual and like um, design standpoint, I think we're collaborating with people that are like super next level. Like I know all the three of us have to contribute our photos to uh, the body of work that's going to go in this next magazine. But like, I'm low key scared because this roster is stacked. Like there's going to be so many amazing people on this magazine. And and that's a good thing. That's something to be really excited about. And I think just year over year, as I look back on my life, uh, I just think we're getting better at what we do. Like, I just don't think there's ever been a time where I'm like, man, I'm like not growing, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm excited and, and, and not to like, just try to like say, oh, it's going to look like this or it's going to look like that. I'm, I'm mostly just excited to see what the product of, of this is all going to be. Um, yeah. And we have like just different endeavors too. It's like, and this is something we talked about a long time ago. It's like, we don't ever want it to be just limited to like a magazine or a podcast. We're looking to like grow other verticals of who we are and what we do and just try new things. And I, I think I'm mostly excited about 
um, the questions and problems that are going to come from that and going to like having to solve those. I think I'm really excited about whatever that's to come. Yeah. Um, how about you? Um, yeah, I mean, echoing a lot of what you said, but, um, I'm just excited about this next group of just people that we get to collaborate with. Like all of this is nothing and like, doesn't really mean anything if we're not learning from people and, you know, like collaborating with them and just for our next concept for our magazine and for our next topics that we have for the podcast, like I'm personally excited to grow from these people and like collaborate with them and see what they're making and talk to them. And that's just exciting for me. Like that's what makes us all work worth it. And like, we were just stoked to get this first podcast rolling so that, so that we could just get on with the season and, you know, interact with these people. So I don't know. I think there's just so much good coming and we're all dreamers. So Mm. you never know. It all just starts with like a simple text from one of us of like, dude, what if we did this? And then suddenly it's like, okay, let's move on it. Let's do it. So I just think there's a lot of good stuff coming and I'm excited. Same. Abe, your turn. We're, we're taking turns. Um, just echoing you guys that that list is stacked. I almost feel like not worthy <laughs> sometimes. I know. Same man. Um, and then that's just for magazine podcast. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I was never nervous last, uh, last season. Um, because a lot of them were like friends and like mm-hmm. just, uh, people that we had met in the industry, but this time we're like reaching out to people that we've never met and we really admire their work. So I'm almost like excited, but also like nervous just because I'm like, damn. Yeah. I, I think it's, 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 uh, important to recognize too, that if we look at the differences between, um, the people who are going to be collaborating and contributing with us, um, this year, as opposed to last year, if we think about, the reason why um, some of these people are down or some of the, uh, some of the reasons why um, some of these people may be giving us a chance is because we've made a lot of relationships with people over the past year, like outside of like just work and stuff. Like, I think we've just met a lot of really talented mm-hmm. people again, like um, we're, uh, you know, like with just some of like the design work that we're bringing in, like Abe, you met some great people at the agency you've been at. And then like some of the photographers you're bringing on, like I've gotten to hire a few of them uh, at Matt Black to like shoot projects with us. And um, Mackenzie's just like met some people at like different events, like uh, so a couple of the podcast guests who just have really interesting stories. And um, I just think that like, it's always so important to, to know and realize and just for other people listening to is that this stuff doesn't just happen. Like it doesn't like, we don't just wake up and like, just email these random people. A lot of these people were spending time like getting coffee with them or just like spending time, like building life with them outside of work. And then the work comes second. Um, Mm -hmm. I I just think that that's something that we do out of habit and don't really give credit to. And I think it's really played in our favor a lot. For sure. I agree. Couldn't have said it better myself. You know how it is, but um, I love how Alex doesn't talk his age. Like, this guy is the most mature uh, <laughs> 20 year old I've ever met. <laughs> I'm not 20. Did you say 20? I'm not 20. <laughs> well, 20 something. You know. I, lo- I love that about you. Well, I'm trying. I love you guys. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, as a, I don't know, I think as, as we move on to this season, I think we'll have a little bit more focused conversations and things that aren't lingering around as much either. So um, I think this would probably be a good time to wrap things up. 
Yeah. Cool. But yeah, we're guys, uh, for all of you guys listening, we're, we're seriously super excited to just release more, to make more. Um, and I think something that we want to get better at too is listening to you guys. I, I think we're pretty bad at responding to DMs on Instagram and tweets and stuff like that. And I think that just comes from being busy, but we'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to hear um, topics of conversation that you want to hear from us. Um, um, recommendations on people that you think we would create well with. Um, we're, we just want to always be super open and collaborative um, um, without sacrificing the quality of work. Obviously, that's always like a really important thing. But um, yeah, anything else you guys want to Yeah, send? send us any questions. Send us any thoughts or opinions or things you want to hear about. Like we're, we're an open book and we just want to hear from you guys. And we're all in this together. This isn't us and you guys. It's all of us. So yeah, we're excited. Totally agree. Abe, anything else? Um. No, just love you guys and looking forward to, to this next season. Um, only good things from here. Cool. Sounds good. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks again for listening to the Mouthwash Podcast. For more information, you can follow us on social media or check us out at mouthwash.com.